How does globalization define and shape the world we all live in today? And what impact does China's opening up make in my life? I'm Henry Wang Huiyao, a global bridge builder, bringing China closer to the world. Hello and welcome to China Talk. I'm Henry Wang Huiyao. For people who have lived through the past half century, globalization is far from vague term that only makes its appearance on newspapers. It is a physical reality that keeps changing the people's lifestyle, a momentum for individuals to change the trajectory of their lives. I'm one of those individuals. Had there not been China's integration of globalization with reform and opening up, I would have missed all the opportunities towards self-realization and my country have also remained in limbo without achieving remarkable progress we witnessed today. In the report delivered at the 20th CPC National Congress, it stressed that China is committed to its key national policy of opening up to the outside world. This is very much emphasized. Given my personal experience, I believe this won't be a vaguer fake leave. I remember the first major global news that struck me was 50 years ago when the then US President Nixon visited China. Back then, China was still going through the Cultural Revolution. Don't learn ABC, you can still make a revolution was the slogan. But after Nixon's visit, I found my hometown, which is Chengdu, the radio started to teach English. So I started learning English through the radio, actually at that time, as a teenager. After my brief two years at the high school, I was actually sent to the countryside, like many young people in China, in a remote village of Sichuan province. On a regular working day, I was sweating and doing a very harsh work actually in the field. The loudspeaker of the countryside actually suddenly announced exciting news that the national entrance exam for the college graduates was restored. As I mentioned, English is the tool of leading my way to college actually. And then to the Minister of Foreign Trade and Economic Cooperation, later known as the Minister of Commerce of the PRC, which was still at the very front of China's opening up to embrace the globalization. I'm very grateful for this experience. Today, it is estimated that the total English learners and the users in China are about 400 million. Incredible. The number is larger than the entire population of the United States combined. If, as the New York Times once actually mentioned, English can be regarded as the almost synonymous with China's reform and opening up policies. The 400 million, more than one third of China's total population, speaks out loud and about country and its people's willingness to open the door wider to the world. What evidence can that be? In 1984, I personally made a crucial decision to start my overseas education in North America. My first across global flight actually turned out to be a, no less than a long and exhausting exodus. 
I still remember vividly the frightening moment when the flight captain announced mechanical problem, mechanical problem was detected on my flight. Actually, in the middle of the West Pacific. What a surprise. People who lived through the, all those years of opening up realize it takes unpredictable risks before the world finally accommodates them. After 40 years of opening up, China has new challenges. They are course on decoupling, on supply chain cutoff, on deglobalization, on regionalism, and protectionism. But China doubled down on its commitment to keep opening up and position itself to improve the level and quality of trade and investment cooperation with the rest of the world. China knows well openness enables a country to move forward, while circumcision holds it back. This is also I get from my personal experience. As a matter of fact, overseas studies contribute a lifelong value of both to my global knowledge and my career. I earned my skill and professional knowledge on how to work internationally while seeking to collaborate with people of diverse cultural background. That's very important. Bridge China and the rest of the world. It's become my mission. I believe it would not only make myself better off, but also lead a better mutual understanding for people in this world. It's not only for my interest, but for my country and the world. Actually, in 2008, after the Beijing Olympic, after the One World, One Dream motto of the Beijing Olympic, I founded the Center for China Globalization, or CCG. Unfortunately, globalization we have witnessed is no longer well received in some parts of the world. Social inequalities, the change of the climate change, pandemic, all those intricate problems embedded in the process of globalization has transformed into a mighty force to stand against the globalization. Ironically, people failed. Some people failed to understand the underlying reasons and usually opted to blame China as a saboteur of international order. I have witnessed firsthand, actually, when I was invited to the world-famous Monk debate in 2019. I made my points with my colleagues to justify China's outstanding performance of poverty reduction of 800 million people out of poverty. And its achievement as a global economic engine contributes in a decade over 30% of a global GDP growth as the largest contributor to the UN peacekeeping force among P5 countries. Most of the audience members were actually convinced to agree with, with me. Actually, Initially, there was a big disagreement. Of course, we finally managed to win the debate with a small margin, with 3,000 live audience members voting in the famous Toronto Thompson Hall. So this is really a moment that I really uh, remembered very well. To some extent, globalization is giving its way to isolationism and populism at the very moment. They try to separate today's two largest economies. Just imagine that. The pandemic has also accelerated the separation. As I stressed in my op at Peace, recently published in the latest edition of Economist, a well-known magazine, this exchange has created incalculable value in interpersonal connections, economic benefits, 
and such fruits of collaborative research as human genome project and COVID-19 vaccines. To break the impasse and the separation caused by the pandemic, in July 2022, our think tank CCG launched its first Chinese think tank icebreaking visit to six countries, including the United States and some European and Asian countries. When I arrived at the airport in New York with my colleagues, I was deeply touched by our US friends' eagerness and willingness to carry out face-to-face -face talk with their Chinese colleagues. We had a sense of urgency to keep track to diplomacy running. Although our US colleagues were at the time outspoken and straightforward regarding certain disagreement between us, they did demonstrate a sincere goodwill that may be powerful enough to break through the siege on globalization. In the 20th CPC National Congress report, it emphasizes again and again that China's door will be opened wider and wider and China will keep on promoting economic globalization. I believe, I strongly believe that China will continue to open up and to champion globalization. We used to be alienated not only by geographical distance, but by stereotypes, bias, and misunderstanding rooted in some parts of the world. Globalization is the guiding light for my own life path. It is the driving force of China's development over four decades. It is the ultimate solution to get over all those human weakness around the world. Thank you.